Playoff season is in full swing, and we are back with Across the Blue Line. I'm Danny Block alongside Derek Harper, and we've just gotten a week to the day to, for this since the start of the postseason, and there have been plenty of surprises and some teams that have already been eliminated. Let's go right into it. First, the New York Islanders sweep the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it looked as if, Derek Harper, this was a Penguins team that just ran out of gas at the very end. Danny, I was surprised. I did not expect them to get swept. Um, the NHL playoffs have been a, quite a surprise this whole season, actually. Some of the things that have gone down. I mean, the Islanders, they're for real. They're a team that they came to play. They have a lot of stars. They have firepower. They have a great coach. And they swept the Penguins. It's, it kind of shocked me, honestly. The Islanders are anchored by a great goaltender in Robin Leonard, and there's a reason why in the regular season they were a team that allowed the fewest goals during the course of the season, and it's it's translating right into the postseason, especially against the Penguins team that always seems to be around come come June and around that season where the Cup is awarded. But this Islanders team has proven they can... Well, it was just a case this postseason in the first round where the Islanders, the Islanders just wanted it a whole lot more than the Penguins, and it was the Islanders who had their potent attack with with Jordan Eberle showing up. That was a that was a surprise personally for me because with Jordan Eberle, he hasn't had the best of teams around him and now he has that base with an Islanders team not only with great goaltending but with an offense that can score whenever they need to and it showed in this series and that's why the Islanders swept Pittsburgh easily. Danny that's for sure they have a lot of firepower they had the game together and when you play the team sometimes you can really do well and just knock out the uh, opposing team. Now let's head to another series that has already ended, and this is one that that we were warning in the very beginning. Well, during the course of our show, that because the the uh, the Islanders, the Tampa Bay Lightning, clinched the Presidents Trophy with a month left to go in the season, that could be a problem come postseason time. But no one would have ex- expected this that it would come to play in the postseason in the first round and it was so bad that the Tampa Bay Lightning got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets now to put in perspective how big of a mismatch this was during the regular season in three meetings Steven Stamkos had around three points he averaged three points a game and the Blue Jackets were outscored by Tampa Bay 17 to 3 in the regular season not to mention there was an 31 point difference between the two teams in the standings and well Tampa Bay had one of the best seasons they have ever had and it's been incredible to see what they did in the regular season but come postseason time for the early going it seemed as if Tampa Bay was starting off on the right foot they opened out to a 3-0 lead in game one before Columbus clawed all the way back to win that game and then they they had a resounding win in Tampa Bay for game two. And then when they came back home, Tampa Bay played tough, but Columbus, they wanted a whole lot more. That's for sure. And Columbus, they have some firepower. You have Oliver Bjorkstrand putting pucks in that. You have Seth Jones. I mean, you have Cam Atkinson. You have a lot of names that are going on, but I mean, Bjorkstrand's been a big factor in that. If you've seen that, Seth Jones has passed to Bjorkstrand the other night and the mess in front of the net, he's able to just pot at home. It just it came as a surprise to many, I think. We had seen the Blue Jackets getting hot towards the end of the season, and we thought 
maybe they'll take one or two in this series, but no, they swept. I mean, that's like if that's like saying the LA Clippers or I don't know the Minnesota Timberwolves would sweep the Golden State Warriors. It's not something that usually happens. Well, I think this wasn't much of a surprise to me because Tampa Bay had nothing to play for for exactly a month, and this was what I was alluding to all along during the show, Derek. Yeah, Danny, you you were right. I was surprised because, I mean, Tampa's a lot of teams, and I've seen them do well down the stretch. I mean, maybe it's because I'll see the Golden State Warriors occasionally, and they do well all season long, and they go on to win, win the title. It's like, oh, shocker. But, I mean, it's always a different game. It's a different game, hockey, and... It, it, anything can happen on any given day. I mean, the Tampa could have easily swept them, too. So it just happened that the upset happened, and uh, Columbus won the first-ever playoff series in franchise his, history. To me, the reason why they won that series was because of Sergei Bobrovsky and Ned for Columbus. And why? He was on his toes, and you have to keep in mind, that game won... It, it, well, it's hard. To, it's di- it's difficult to say that a game one changed the series, but this, if there was ever a case, this would be the one. And the reason why is because when Tampa Bay opened up to a three nothing lead, head coach John Tortorella could have easily pulled Sergei Bobrovsky, but this is a goaltender that was was in second place for the most wins in the NHL this season, and for Tortorella to keep him in, it really paid off in in, in the end of game one because that's when Columbus clawed their way back and won the game. That is a obvious state state statement there, Dan. I mean it's just a lot of coaches they'd pull the goalie, but Torts is a different coach and he kept his goalie in the game and his team came back and clawed back and they did what they've been doing towards the end of the season, uh putting pucks in net and just somehow got the win, four three. And with the win, that means they will move on to the second round of the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. Now let's head over to another series. It's a defensive battle between the Predators and the Dallas Stars. And the series is tied two games apiece after last night's resounding win by the Dallas Stars where they ran a rough shot on the Predators in the first period and and they they rode that that huge lead to another victory. So that means it's a best of three series between these two teams, the Predators and the Stars. In Dallas, they have they have won big, and and they have also had some some difficult losses to handle. But this Dallas Stars team, they are built to not only upset this Predators team because they have Miro Haskin, but you can't, and also another potent defenseman in John Klingberg. And those guys have really turned around this Dallas Stars team and, and have put them, put them over the top. And you can't overlook Ben Bishop. He's outside of the Islanders and the St. Louis Blues. This is the one of the best goaltending teams are in the National Hockey League. Why? Because with your goaltender, Ben Bishop, he has had experience in the past. He's led Tampa Bay to a Stanley Cup final, which is where they're not going to be this year. But it might be Dallas. But but the case with, with Ben Bishop, he has had the experience and he has a great defense and a great team all around him. And then you can't, you can't overlook the offense for Dallas. You have Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan, obviously. But then you also have some, some unknown players. Radic Faxa, and then you also have Alexander Radulov, who is one of the energetic leaders for this Dallas team. This Dallas team, I, in, in my eyes, Derek, is primed for an upset. They are. I mean, Danny... I was uh, watching the game in the Cirque the, the other day with a couple of guys. One's a Preds fan. And we were talking. We did not see this coming. Both thought the Preds were just going to 
kind of have an easy time and just kind of mow them down. And the Stars, have, I mean, the Stars, they have talent. And they came out of kind of nowhere. I mean, all season they've been kind of good, uh, making sure that fans keep an eye on them. And then they type the series, and it's like, wow, this is going to be a grinder. This could go all the way to seven. But then again, this is a Nashville team that did make it to the Stanley Cup final two years ago. That means that they do have the experience. And, of course, they won the President's Trophy last year, and they won the division, the Central Division this year. So Nashville's not going to go away, but if there is ever a team that has the potential to pull off the upset, to me it's a divisional opponent in the Dallas Stars, not only because you're playing in the same division, a team that you're used to, but Dallas has a different team this year, especially with their new def- defenseman and rookie in their rookie Miro Haskinen, who has not only helped on the, the defensive end of things, but he's also a great scorer. That's why, in my eyes, I see Dallas winning the series. I do think Dallas can pull off the upset, but I think it's going to be hard at the Preds. They have the Stanley Cup experience, the playoff experience. They have the drive and motivation to get back and actually win the Cup one of these days. I think it's going to be really tough for... Uh, the Stars pull off the upset, but I do agree if any team can pull off the upset against the Preds, that it is the Dallas Stars. And we're looking at a situation where teams might not be primed for a Stanley Cup run, and it seems obvious right now that it's the San Jose Sharks, and they have just fallen apart in, in, in recent days. They were They were in a battle with the Calgary Flames. We'll get more into them in a little bit in our show. But right now with the San Jose Sharks, they they were hanging with the Flames for the best record in the conference, and they just seem to have fallen apart. And it shows in the Vegas Golden Knights and their success. You know, you you have the usual the usual suspect in goal in Marc Andre Fleury. But what has helped this team stand apart is it's Mark. It's partly Mark Stone who is an acquisition. Who from from free agency this year, but you can't overlook Paul Statsny and all the other key figures, Max Pacioretty. All the additions to this Vegas Golden Knights team have contributed to the re- to the reason why Vegas is up three to one going into tonight. Danny, yes, Vegas going into tonight, they're up three one. They could easily close out this series tonight. They have Mark Stone, Alex Tuck. I mean, they have so many notable names. They have the Stanley Cup experience, crazy enough. They're a second-year team, and they made the Stanley Cup last season, losing to the Capitals. That just shows their talent. They're a good general manager. I mean, they have a Marc Andre Fleury in that. They've been kind of all season. The first beginning of the season, they were kind of having a tough time, and then they just broke out of that, and they have shocked kind of people this year. And the Sharks, everybody thought the West was going to come down to the Sharks and Flames. Oh boy, Vegas showed the Sharks the way, and they could clinch the series tonight. And only we'll find out tonight at the time of this recording if Vegas is able to move on to the next round. And it's surprising to see an expansion team do so well in a league where you can you see teams such as the Buffalo Sabres and the Arizona Coyotes. You seem to find them outside the playoff picture consistently, but this Vegas team has turned heads this season. Now on the other half of the Pacific Division playoffs, Calgary Flames. They were high flying at the beginning of the year, but they ran in, they've run into a very hot Colorado Avalanche team and now it'll, it'll take the Flames to go the distance again against this Colorado team with their defeat last night to Colorado where they had a 2-nothing lead. But then it was two goals from Miko Rantanen, one with under 3 minutes to go and then the the 
third of the goals they gave up came in overtime, and it was also Mika Rantanen who shot it home. And now the Avalanche are up three to one in this. And it shows that when you're playing your best hockey, sky is the limit. And that's what the Colorado Avalanche have right now, considering they are up 3-1 to one against the best team in the Western Conference. Dang, that's for sure. I was watching the Flames and Avs game last night in the Surikin. Holy cow. I was sitting there with the uh, Avs fan, and we were both thinking it was crazy that the Avs hadn't gotten on the board yet. And we're talking three minutes left in the third period, folks. Three minutes. And then suddenly the, fl the Avs, out of nowhere... They slot at home. And then it was a tight game. It's like, holy moly. Mid-third period, they get the first. Then they get the second late. And they say, you know, it's overtime. It's like, where was this team all game long? But this shows this Avalanche team has woken up, and they're just playing their best hockey. It's a crazy series. And another night I was watching it, too. And it's just, these two teams, if any team has the potential to upset the Flames here, it's the Avs. They are up 3-1, to one, so they, can, they just need to win one of their next three, and then the series is theirs, and they'll be moving on to take on the winner of the Vegas-San Jose series. Who would have imagined that it would be Vegas and Colorado potentially meeting in the second round of the playoffs to go to the Western Conference Finals? That's, that's crazy. Yeah, man. it is, and the crazy thing is that it just it's two teams that were kind of the underdog, and you're looking at this series... You didn't expect this at all. You thought the Flames were going to have an easy time, but they're not out of the woods yet. And the Avs still have to climb the mountain. Their next game is in Calgary, the Sea of Red. Most teams down 3-1, they don't come back from that. I mean, occasionally. <laughs> I don't know if the Cleveland Cavaliers know anything about that or not. Or the Chicago Cubs. But... It's going to be tough in Calgary. Granted, they're down 3-1, but that building and that home ice advantage for them, that's going to be crucial. Uh, Flames, I think the, they could go in six games. I don't see them dying off in this next game. Now let's head over to another playoff matchup on the east side, and it's it's a battle. It's, it's turned into a battle between the Washington Capitals and Carolina Hurricanes. Washington was able to hold serve at home with two wins in Washington, but then in Carolina, it was the Hurricanes that pummeled Washington, and they made they, they made a stamp of why they belong in the NHL playoffs, and it, it showed in a 5 nothing nothing victory over the Washington Capitals. The Capitals have been a team all season long that's done well, and now this... I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes have been a good team and all. But that's just been a hot streak, I thought, towards the end of the season. The Capitals won the Stanley Cup last season, but they did lose their coach. They weren't able to negotiate and get a contract that he wanted. So they lost him to the Isles. And you're coming into this matchup with a hot Carolina team. But Carolina is not the team to really pull off at a huge upset. They made the playoffs. Everybody's going nuts. But they might have the potential. They would, I think they want to trade this year, getting you know, Niederreiter from Minnesota Wild in exchange for Victor Rask. That was huge um, for them. And now they have the potential to upset the defending Stanley Cup champions, and that's pretty crazy, Danny. 
this is a series that started virtually late with Game 4 taking place tonight. A win by Washington will leave them only a win away from meeting up with the New York Islanders, which has been a rivalry for so many seasons with with plenty of playoff matchups that have have gone the distance and and some have gone so far into the distance that it took four overtimes in game 7 to finish but that's that's a long time ago that was 1987 that's that's how far back we're talking but right now the capitals focus is to get past the hurricanes and to do that you have to beat peter morazic because that man plays very well in the postseason Indeed, and he has been playing a crucial role for for that team. It's just when you have a solid group of players going up against another team, sometimes you can play well, get pucks in net, keep your defensive line anchored down, and pull off an upset. Only time will tell if the Hurricanes are able to pull pull off that upset. Now let's head to another matchup, and this is one that seemed to be over. Well, there was a sense that even though the road team won the first two games in the series, there was a, a sense that this series is not quite over yet. And that's a, and these are two titans in the Central Division in the St. Louis Blues and the Winnipeg Jets. And obviously the Blues were in last place come New Year's Day, but they have turned heads and they've really changed things around for for this 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 season right here for the St. Louis Blues as they were able to come back virtually from the dead. But then you have a Winnipeg Jets team that has been around for quite a while, but they haven't, well, they've gone, they went to the Western Conference Finals last year, but they're looking to change things and possibly with not the most potent of central divisions, that could be their outlet to make it to the Conference Finals. And with the Flames and Sharks struggling, this could be opening the door for the winner of this series because both these two teams... He could easily have met in the Western Conference Finals if the playoffs are restructured differently. But they're meeting right now, and the Blues have their goaltender, Jordan Bennington, and they have the offense. But the Winnipeg Jets, they always have that strong team. So this is going. To, I think this is this series is going to go the distance, Derek. Danny, you're right on par with that. It could easily go seven games. And I do agree their playoff format's a little wonky. The WHL copied it, and I think both leagues need to change it up. But that's the thing. When you have two good teams meeting in the second round, there's that extra motivation that says, hey, let's get to this conference final and knock out one of the best teams in this league, not to mention your actual conference too and your division. But I think it could go a distance. And the Jets, they have that playoff experience. They made the conference finals last season, falling to the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's always tough when you're up against a good team like Vegas. So... The Jets, they're a hungry team. They want this matchup. You have the talent. You have the defensive players. I think this could go a distance, and I think the Jets could pull it out. To me, this is a series where any team can win on a get, on any given night, and it proves more so in this case because the road team has won every single game thus far, but that's this story is far from over, and... I'm sure there's going to be plenty of storylines that are going to take place within this series because it's a best of three right now between these two teams and with the Jets and the Blues so virtually even right now. Who knows what to expect? And the loser of this series is going to be a very well-deserving hockey team to move on to the next round, but that's not the way the playoffs works. It's There's only one out of... 
one out of the 16 teams in the playoffs that will emerge a champion. So one of them will have to go, and it's going to be unfortunate to see one of these teams out. Speaking of another series that's tied two games apiece, it was last night where the Boston Bruins flexed their muscle in Toronto and beat the Maple Leafs 6-4 to in what was a game where the Bruins had a huge lead. But then the Maple Leafs, they... they they fought their way back and almost tied the game, but the Bruins seem to be in prime position as they recaptured home ice advantage. Indeed, Danny. I, <clears throat> I've, I've seen clips of that game last night. Austin Matthews is a huge contributor to that game, as always. Uh, it came down to a final empty net goal, honestly, and that's why it made it 6-4. It's 5-4 with seconds left, and the, the Maple Leafs had quite a few chances. You thought, hey, maybe they're going to pull us out and make an ultimate comeback. But no, those feisty Boston Bruins are able to hang on. And that shows why they're a good team. It shows how they have Stanley Cup experience, playoff experience, and why they've made deep runs in the past. And just why they always have the edge with this Toronto team. And if the Flames were able to lose in their series against Colorado because they are down 3-1, to one, it will be the Bruins who have home ice advantage throughout the entire NHL playoffs. If and only if... Calgary were to lose to Colorado and keep in mind they are down 1-3 so it isn't that far outside of the realm of possibility and they're playing against a Toronto team that is without Nazem Kadri and boy he's had some issues but Toronto they they do have a strong team around them but it might be difficult especially going up against this Boston team with a first line with David Posternock and Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand who work so well together. Danny, that's, I mean, you can't say enough about any team, really. When you have a lot of good players and they gel well, they're bound to do well together. I mean, that's why a good team makes the playoffs. That's why they have deep runs. It's the chemistry of teams. If you have very good chemistry, then you're going to do, do well, and that's that. And you, you also can't overlook the goaltending for Boston with their netminder and Tuka Rask. And then you also have Yaroslav Halak, who was the backup for the Bruins, and he also showed why Boston has such a great defense, and they allow some of the fewest goals in the National Hockey League. And it shows why Boston has, well, they may be playing a division rival in Toronto, and each each game can go either way because both these two teams know them, know each other so well. This Bruins team, however, if they are to get past Toronto, you have the Columbus Blue Jackets, who weren't the, the most eye-catching team yet. Well, to be fair, they did beat Tampa Bay, so that shows that Columbus is playing great hockey right now. But if Boston can win against Toronto and beat Columbus, who knows how far they can go, and they could possibly win this Stanley Cup. Indeed, both teams there... I mean, the Bruins, they're a Stanley Cup contender. They've won the Cup before. And you know, it just it shows when you have a bunch of teams in the playoffs that have Cup experience or at least playoff experience, and they have the talent and chemistry, and they've made some moves midseason that's really helped them out, it just shows that you can make deep runs. And it just, it's kind of hard to find little nitty-gritty things to pick apart here. But it just the talent all, all over the playoffs has been pretty crazy this season. And there may be quite a few upsets, Danny. Well, there have already been a few upsets, and to me, the biggest surprise, it, it's I'm sure everyone will, would agree, it's Columbus and how they were able to upset Tampa Bay. 
first it was just an accomplishment for Columbus alone just to make the postseason, but obviously this is their best season yet, having knocked off the President's Trophy ch uh, champions in a sweep, mind you, which no team has ever done in the first round up to this point. But this Columbus team is primed for success. But to me, the team to look out for, I'll say it again. I'll say I said it once. I'll say it again. It's Boston because. They have such a great team all around. They have the net minding in Tukarasca, and you can't you, you can't overlook the first line for the Bruins with Pasternak, Marchand, and Bergeron, who have played so well together. And not only that, they they have enforcers and veterans as well. That's why I think the Boston team, if there's any team I would pick to win it all right now, it's got to be the Bruins. I think that's a very good pick, Danny. They have a very good chance at it. I think the winner might come out of the West this year, but the Bruins have an easy chance too. Wait, who would come out of the West? Calgary is seems to be bound to lose to Colorado because they're down three to one, and you you can't pick. Well, this, it's hard to pick a Central Division team to do well because they haven't played the best. That's why I think it's Boston that's going to win the Stanley Cup. I think they may make the Cup, but you forgot about a team in the West. There, well, there isn't anyone in the West who could pose a definite threat, though. Even if they made the Cup Finals last season? Yeah. No. No. It's not Vegas. Vegas does not have the the depth to win a Stanley Cup. They have the talent, and I think it, they've been pulling off this upset here with the Sharks. They're playing it, against the Sharks team in their last 10 games going into the regular season. They only won two. And it shows that this San Jose team is weak. That's why I don't think... That Vegas, I, I think they're going to win this series against San Jose, but I I can't see them going that deep into the postseason, especially against a Colorado Avalanche team that has that has dominated Vegas in the regular season, and it shows, and I think it's going to translate because Colorado is hotter than Vegas. That's a very good point, Danny, and it could easily that could easily happen. But Vegas, they've been pulling off upsets, and like this season, we saw the Vegas Golden Knights struggling out the gates early, and then they sh broke broke out of that shell, and they've done well ever since. So I think, and it's a playoff, so any team can beat any team, Danny. It's the playoffs. You saw what happened with the Blue Blue Jackets. So um, I think you have a very good point, and Boston is going to make the Cup Finals, and but a, a potential series in Colorado and Vegas could be very entertaining. And who knows, Vegas could pull off that upset. Well, they are they are the higher seeds. So that means they will have home ice advantage. But to me, I don't I don't trust Vegas in going deep. And then on the central division end of things, I would I would love to see Dallas go far considering all the ups and downs they have had, but they I can't see them going deep, but it would be nice to see them go far obviously because they haven't had that recent string of success. But to me, I think I think the best the best bet in the West is probably the St. Louis Blues, just because they're the hotter team. And whoever comes out of that series, I think, is in the best position to to to, to head to the 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 Stanley Cup. Personally, in the West, in my eyes, I do believe that there are times teams St. Louis could make it all the way, but I have a hard time seeing it. I think they the Jets could upset the Blues there and uh, make it past them. The Jets did earn the second seed in the Central Division, so they are the team that has the home ice advantage because they are the better team. Now, I to me, the, the Blues are hot, and the Jets are also heating up. 
I think whoever comes out of that series is going to the Stanley Cup final. Why? Because the two strongest teams in the Pacific Division, in the Flames and the Sharks, are more... Well, they're probably going to be eliminated by the by the respective three seed and the wild card teams. So that means you have the you have Colorado and Vegas, and you can't trust either of those teams in the Western Conference Finals. In my eyes, I just can't see it. I think you have a valid point there, and it's hockey. And the only reason, Danny, that I'm hanging on with Vegas here is just because. Of two things, what they came, did this season, they came out of the gates and they were slow and they came out of the slump and they broke out. But I do find well, your reasoning well, logical. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Each team has their own story. That's why that does that shouldn't credit why Vegas is a team to be reckoned with. I'm that's, sorry, it doesn't. Well, I mean that's my first point. I have another. Well, one that's just, not a point. So you have zero right now. <laughs> you have zero right now. And it's just you saw what the Blue Jays did to. Tampa. Now you're okay. Now you're trying to use your justification with other teams. That that doesn't work. It's the playoffs. Columbus is a different team. It's the playoffs. Yes, they're a different team. But any team can be any given team on any given night, especially in the playoffs with there being a different monster, different um, atmosphere. And I do find your reasoning logical. I think I agree totally with you. But I think you do have some surprises in the West that could maybe happen. No, no. Looking at who is the stronger team, I trust. Whoever comes out of the Central Division, any one of those teams, either Nashville, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Dallas, I trust them more than I trust trust Colorado and Vegas. I think you do have sound reason there, Danny, but it's... Because it's right? Well, yeah, but it's also... It's good, but it's just... You can't always go with the top dog. I mean, I do think Pacific Division teams are a little weaker right now, and the Central Division is stronger, but you also got to consider just some of the history. I know you can't always factor history into it, but we both used those examples this year, and I just have this weird feeling that the Pacific Division team could go a little deeper than I expected. No, no. Looking at it on paper, the Central Division is stronger than who's probably going to come out of the Pacific Division. If one of these teams is able to come out of the shell, the 3-1 shell that they're in, San, either San Jose or Calgary, then to me, they are the front runners. But if it's not them, I can't see Colorado, a team that has been known, they, they're notorious for losing games in, in overtime, they, as they have the most overtime losses in the regular season. And they, they're just a team that they... They lose against teams that you should that you should beat, and uh, pr- that proves true. and And it shows that there's an obvious weakness, and it will show in the postseason. It, and it easily could be. Also, have to remember Columbus. They have never ever won a playoff Wait, series. Columbus isn't even relevant in this conversation, Derek. You have to. Well, there's a lot of anomalies happening. You're using you're using the other side of the bracket to justify what's going on on the other half. That doesn't work. I can see a reason, but you also have to respect that this year has been an odd year, and yeah, the Central Division... Every year is an odd year, but usually it's the teams that Except are stronger that series. win. And that's true. I think that stronger teams will come out, and I think it that's will be... That's why the Central I think, Division teams are going yeah, to... I think to, it will be the Central Division, but I just have a weird uh, innuendo sort of feeling that I think the Pacific Division, there's a chance. I'm not, I don't think they're no. a favorite. I don't think no. they're a favorite at all. At, at, at all. But I think there's a small chance that 
an upset could happen. And I'm just saying, be on the watch for that. To me, I think the Stanley Cup final is going to be Boston and St. Louis. Why? St. Louis is hot. They have Jordan Bennington in, in housing the net. And since the turn of the calendar, the Blues have been a completely different team than they were last year. And it's, it's been showing because they're, it's a Blues team that, that missed the playoffs last season. But then Jordan Bennington, who in my eyes is the rookie of the year outrightly. And it shows because his success is, has been proven to be true, especially in the postseason against this Winnipeg Jets team. That's why I have St. Louis going all the way to the Stanley Cup final, and who would have imagined that at the beginning of the calendar year? Nobody. And I think they have the potential, but I think the winner will come out of the Central Division, but it won't be the Blues. I think the Jets or the Avs. It's, it's not Colorado. It's not Colorado. I don't know, Danny. They could do it, but I think the Jets might also be the potential. The Jets are hungry. They made the conference finals last season. They have the talent, and I think they could do it. No, no. It's going to, it's going to be, uh, to me, it's Boston and somebody who's about to get ran by the Bruins in the West. But to me, the team that, that is, to me, is showing that they are going to be the team out of the West, I think it's going to be St. Louis, even though they've, they've lost their last two at home. St. Louis is, is a team that is has been on fire in recent in recent days with their netminder and then they also have the scoring with a, a veteran presence in Ryan O'Reilly who has had his stints in the postseason where he has been starving for postseason hockey with Colorado and with Buffalo and now he has that chance now playing for the St. Louis Blues and then you have veterans such as Alex Steen and the incredible Vladimir Tarasenko for the offensive end of things, and it shows. That's why St. Louis is built for a deep run after being virtually dead in 2018. But once 2019 came, this was a completely different Blues team. I think they're going to beat Winnipeg in this series, and then they will, will beat whoever comes out of the Nashville-Dallas series. That's why I have St. Louis going to the Stanley Cup Final. That's a bold choice, Danny, and... I can Last time you said, that. La- well, you said many times that I made made bold predictions, and well, guess what? They came true. So, well, the Blues have lost two straight at home, and granted, stuff can change. But, and granted, they've been a hot team this season with Jordan Bennington. But I don't see them making the Cup final. I think they may make the third round. Why? But they're not going to the Cup final. Why? They have to play the a really hot team either either way, whether it be the Avs or some somebody else. I think it's going to be. I think they're going to struggle and stumble there. I think the Avs could make it, though. No, I can't see a team that has had obvious weaknesses in in the regular season in Colorado going... Well, I could see them going to the conference finals, yeah, conference. beating Vegas, but besides that, whoever comes out of the Central Division is not going to be any match for Colorado in my eyes. That's why I see a Central Division team in the Stanley Cup Final facing off against the Boston Bruins. You're also a Bruins fan, so take that into account. But I think that how does that play in a role in who comes out in the West? I think you want the Bruins to make the finals, and in, in, in well, the they, West, they have they have the strongest team remaining in the in the Eastern Conference side East, of things. They could do it, but you also have to count for other teams in the East. But who? The, looking at the West, you do have the Blues, and they're a powerful team, and you do have the Avs. I think the Avs will make the conference finals, and then I think the winner comes out of Central, and the Blues could easily make it. But they're not a team that's always done well in the playoffs. They, they'll make a deep run and they'll choke or something. 
They haven't had a goaltender quite like Jordan Bennington. True. And he's been an anchor in that. So if there's any reason the Blues do make the Stanley Cup, it's Jordan Bennington. But only time will tell. Now let's head over to the Western Hockey League side of things. And it was the first on the Eastern Conference. It was a six-game series won by Prince Albert over the Saskatoon Blades in what was an incredible series. And then... And on it was also the Edmonton Oil Kings who swept the Calgary Hitmen, and it wasn't even a contest. And now both these two teams are meeting in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you have a Prince Albert team that has been red hot all year, but then Edmonton also has shown its its dominance in not only in winning the the, the division of the Central or of in the east of in the eastern side of things but they have also shown that they can win and win effectively in the postseason and now both these two teams are meeting both division champions so it's only fitting that the two best teams in their respective divisions meet in the conference championship that is for sure Danny and the oil kings they have a history of being successful the last two years before this however they missed the playoffs but Sometimes it takes a couple of rebuilding years to find yourselves again. They got Trey Fix, Wolanski. But the two years before that, from 14 to 15, they lost the Eastern Conference quarterfinal both years. But going back even farther, Danny, and this these years, they, they were quite fun, especially for the Oil Kings. And I got to see them in person all three years, 2011 to 12 season, 2012 to 13 season, and the 13 to 14 season. They won two out of three of those cups between the Portland Winterhawks and the Edmonton Oil Kings. The Oil Kings, when they're hot, they're hot. And this team, I don't see them beating Prince Albert at, at all, but if there's any team that can do it, it's the, the Oil Kings. And they, they have the talent right now. They're a hot team. They have the energy, the motivation. They have the players. I mean, you look at Trey Fox Wolanski. He's been an anchor for them in that, or not in that decision, but as a scorer. And Prince Albert has shown at times that they can be weak. I thought the Blades were going to take them to seven or even possibly upset them. It didn't happen, but I mean, the Blades, they have some great talent. They had Kirby Doc, and it's kind of a surprise. Ryan Hughes is a big factor, former uh, Port- Portland Winter Winterhawk. And I mean, you have a lot of talent all over the board. And I do think the Prince Albert Raiders come out on top in this in six. But the Oil Kings, they might have a slim chance. I, th- I believe Edmonton has, they have the offensive prowess to keep them within games, not only with Trey Fix Wolanski, but also with other scorers such, such as Vince Lociavo. He's, he's been one, of, he's the leading point getter for Edmonton. In this postseason, I believe it's he's going to play a factor into why Edmonton is going to find success in this series, and and I think it's go, it's going to be a I think Edmonton's going to turn some heads, especially in this series. That's why I have the Oil Kings winning this series, and they're going to to run Ian Scott out of his own net, and Whoa. I have I have I have Edmonton taking the series in five games. Whoa, Danny. That, I mean, I know he made bold picks and they've came through this year, as you just said in the NHL, but this is a Prince Albert team that has ran the whole CHL, the WHL, OHL, and the QMJHL. I mean, they're probably better than some uh, ECHL and AHL teams, to be honest, Danny. 
And maybe even an NHL team here or there, maybe. I mean, uh, that's that's reaching, but... No, that's that's a stretch, but to It's me, a stretch, but there, it just shows how good they've been. I do not see the Oil Kings winning this series. They, they have a lot of talent, and they could easily win some games, but they're not going to win this series. Save that for future reference. We will play this on replay, and this will prove why I am right. Moving on, let's head to the Western Conference end of things. And it's the Vancouver Giants who cruise to a series win against the Victoria Royals doing that in f- in five games. Or, yeah, five games. Or, no, take that back. No, they swept Victoria. It wasn't even that close. Pardon me. And then also you have had a Spokane Chiefs team that is red hot. They, they just took out Everett in five games. And it was a team that the Chiefs struggled against in the regular season. Now they're taking on the best team in the Western Conference in the Vancouver Giants. And this this is shaping up to be a great series with Spokane, Red Hot, and with the Vancouver Giants being the strong team that they have been for so long. This is the, This shows that the two best teams right now in the Western Conference, it's only fitting that they both meet in the conference championship. I think they will meet. I mean, they're they're meeting the conference championship, but it's going to be hard for Spokane to win this series. You have Bowen by a Ram on the Giants, and you have a lot of names in the Giants. It's just they've came out of the gates flying past couple of years. They're in a rebuild about two years back, and it's just you look at this talent, and it's just a team that ever since moving to the Lang Langley Event Center, they've kind of. I think they had one lousy season, and they got back on their horse, and they've rode that all the way there. And they're a team that has kind of came out of nowhere a little. I mean, they're a team that this season, or last season, they lost the Western Conference quarterfinal. And the three seasons before that, they're out of the playoffs. So they took a little longer rebuilding than the, than the Oil Kings by one season. But they're a team that, could easily win this series, and I think they will win this series. Spokane are a tough team, and I see Spokane really being a challenge for them, one of their biggest challenges yet. But I think the Giants take this in six, just with all the, all the talent they have and the energy they have. It's just the way they're playing this season, the, the chemistry, the leadership. I mean, I don't see Spokane. Spokane's had a magical run. And you might have said at the beginning of the year, yeah, Spokane's going to go all the way, or at least to the third round, and they're one of the best teams in the West, and they, they are, but the Giants, they're Giants, and I don't think uh, Dave's going to be able to slay Goliath in this matchup. With the Spokane Chiefs, a lot of their success goes to Bailey Bricken in net for this Spokane team, and then also you have scores on the Chiefs, not only, well, they've they've shown up at the right time. You have Riley Woods, who has 11 points, featuring six goals, which is tied for third on the goal-scoring list in the playoffs. And also for the Spokane team, you have a left-winger in Adam Beckman, who also is playing a factor for the Chiefs. And it shows that Spokane has scores, and they can score, and they have the net-minding to go deep in, in the playoffs. And I think it's going to be a battle to the finish. That's why I believe this series is going to go seven games, because both these two teams clearly are the best in the Western Conference because they have shown up at the right time. And when you're playing hot in the postseason and you're playing against another team that's also on a high, 
this is going to be a battle. That's why I think it's going to, it's going to take seven games. But to me, Spokane is hotter as of late. That's why I have the Chiefs winning this series. You've made a lot of bold predictions just showing, yeah, they've come true in the past. But I don't think the Giants are going to fall out of the playoff race here, Danny. I think the Giants are going to win this series. And I have them in six, and it could be seven. I was thinking about that, but I think the Chiefs might be getting a little tired, and they might be getting a little too heavy on the on, on you themselves. Don't think, you don't think Vancouver is getting tired? I mean, I think they are. They have, they have played more games than the Vancouver Giants. They're also coming off a sweep, so they've had a little more rest in that. They have played no, more games. No, no. Both Vancouver and, and Spokane finished their series on the same night. Oh, they did? Interesting, but they also Spokane took it in five. What does that have to do with anything? Vancouver has it, a potential... You're playing against the, a team that was in contention for the best record in the Western Conference in Everett, and you beat them in five games and made them look silly, whereas Vancouver is playing against the Victoria Royals team that, to be fair, isn't in the echelon as the Vancouver Giants and Everett Silvertips of this world. Spokane is a harder team, and they... And they've shown that by beating some of the best opponents in the Western Conference. And I think they're going to keep the trend going because look at who they've beaten so far. And Vancouver, they haven't... Sure, they had a tough series against Seattle, who is really better than their record showed. And then you play against the Victoria Royals team, they did not belong. Vancouver hasn't played any opponents that were that potent after playing Seattle. And that's why I think that the Chiefs are more primed primed to beat Vancouver. Sounds like you're saying it's sort of like a Tampa situation that they haven't played a strong team, so they've been sort of having a plan for nothing. Not really playing for nothing, but sort of a letdown-ish sort of situation there. The regular season doesn't mean anything. I know, it's not talking about the regular season, but they've played weaker teams than the Chiefs, and that's for sure. But it sounds sort of like what that means, that the Giants have had a little bit, not more rest, but had a little bit easier time than the Chiefs. And that also make them a little, little more energy. And I don't. The Chiefs are a very good team, but I see the Giants still winning this one, Danny. Well, I have reasoning to back it up, so I'll. I think I won this. You have one. A, well, you have goalies in that. I mean, Bowen Byram, the leadership in Vancouver. I mean, you have plenty of players in that team who could, who have contributed to this incredible run. Well, so same case with Spokane. So we're even on on that slate there. Okay, but. I'm going to go with my pick, and I think it could go seven. So, I mean, I may say Vancouver in seven. I have them in six, but it could be seven. I mean, easily could it be six or easily could be seven. No, to me, it's going to take seven games, but I think Spokane's going to take it just because they've played better opponents than Vancouver, and they've also won against better opponents. So that's so that's going to be... so. We both conflict in who we have going to the WHL Finals. Once the third round ends in the WHL, we will have another show to preview the Western Hockey League Finals. And But also, of course, we'll be covering the NHL playoffs. So the case with across the blue line for the upcoming terms, once, the, once each playoff round ends in the NHL, we will recap each round and who surprised us and what we expected to come true did come true in some cases. And we'll look at those after each playoff round in the NHL. Then, of course, we'll have uh, we'll have the Western Hockey League final preview 
and we'll we'll go into detail about that series as well. But after but after this, it will not be a weekly occurrence of Across the Blue Line, but it will be a round by round basis, which means we will have what four shows left to go, Derek. I think that's soon about right. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be doing around four shows, and that will conclude this series of Across the Blue Line for this this year. But speaking of the end, we have reached the end for this episode of Across the Blue Line. So once again, tune in after each playoff round for your recap and analysis on all things hockey on Across the Blue Line, powered by 88 Wonderberg, your Hockey Central.